the majority of people do not read their Bible. They just don't. They are taught or told their Bible. They are taught or told their Bible by whatever religious institution they grow up under. That is just, if we can embrace one truth in America, that's it. People say, man, I go on mission trips and I see things on mission trips I just don't see in America. What's the difference? All they got is God. All they got is Jesus. All they got is the Holy Spirit. That's all they got. They're tearing out pages of Bibles they found on the street and they're hugging them and they're embracing them and they're keeping them in their pocket. We got 19 Bibles in our house and we don't read them with any of them. Hey guys, this is Pastor Tommy. Thanks for joining us today at the Church at Bushland. Man, we pray that your faith will be encouraged and inspired from today's message. Good to see each of you. Thanks for, uh, thanks for getting out. <laughs> Timing's everything, amen? Them Sunday mornings, mm. I tell them weather guys, any other mornings but Sunday morning. Just any morning but Sunday morning. Give it to the school. I love the school. Just give it to the school, all right? There'll be more. Don't worry. Thanks for being a tough church. Thanks for getting up and getting out of here. Uh, appreciate you being here. Great presence in the house. Thank you for being here this morning. So we're gonna continue in our series. Um, basically titled it simply to the American church. If you haven't been with us, um, this is a two-part kind of series. The first half, we looked at the church, what God meant when he set the church up, what he meant when he established the church. Second half, what we're in today, we're looking at the church, the church in the times that we're in, in the world that we're in, the situations that we're in, the circumstances that we're in. He didn't come back, so he left the church. He left the church to be what? Salt and light. He left the church to impact the, the world. That's what the church is meant for. And we're looking at the church. Last week, we looked at alignment. Alignment's everything with the church. What is the church going to align itself with? This church, TCAB, the church at Bushland, it, this simple book right here is what we align ourselves to. We simply, unapologetically said, we stand on the word of God. That's it. That's it. Period. All other stuff is just chatter. We just want the Bible. We want to be people of the book. We want to be a church of the book. We want to live our lives out from the Word of God. That's what it is, and that's what we've established. Behind me, you see two things. Uh, they're beautiful, okay? The Constitution, Bill of Rights, first, the Ten Commandments. These are simple documents founded by God, both of them. Okay, the simple title of my message today is The Right Start. This is the right start. He established it. I wonder sometimes if the church has kind of gotten off from being in, in, in the right place. It, 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 the church, the first church, when the church was established, it was established right. Okay, it, they did it right. Okay, and the driving force in the first church, in the church of Acts, was the Holy Spirit. Are we, are we still established that way today? Because, listen to me, the Holy Spirit mm, is all we got. I mean, all we got. I mean, all we got. All we got. Today's world is deceitful, if you haven't caught on. The church needs heavenly wisdom. Heavenly wisdom. The church needs discernment. 
You've got to discern, boy, and you can't, you can't do it in your man flesh. The Holy Spirit is the only thing that's going to tell you, you're about to get your chili smoked. I mean, that's it. You, you meet something, you hear something, you're like, mm, I don't know. That ain't the smell test. It ain't getting through me. Uh-uh. That's the Holy Spirit about people, about situations, about, about world events, about circumstances, about situations. All this stuff, it takes the, the discernment. And discernment comes simply from the Holy Spirit of God. Simply. So the church needs ears to hear the Holy Spirit. Mm. The church needs eyes to see the Holy Spirit. I want you to go in your Bible real fast. We have a lot to look at. I'm going to go quick. You listen fast. I'll speak fast, all right? John chapter 16. Look at verse 12. John 16, 12. I have, mm, the Father, I have much to say to you. John 16, 12. I have much to say to you, church, more than you can bear. But when, the, when he, the spirit of truth, mm, amen, comes, he will guide you into all truth. Boy, that's what we need. He will not speak on his own authority, on his own. He will speak only what he hears. He will tell you what is yet to come. What do we need today? We need that right there. Oh, we need to know what the Father is saying about this. Amen. This is your question moving forward for you, little church, big church. What does the Father say about this? Boy, just ask that question. Every time you find yourself in a situation, everything, man. Father, what do you say about this? What do you say about this? What do you say about this? So here's some questions. Have you ever said... I want more. Have you ever said that? Man, I just want more, man. More. Are you satisfied where you are with the Holy Spirit? Are you satisfied right now where you are with the Holy Spirit? Do you want more Holy Spirit in your life? Good question. Do you want more? Do you need more? <laughs> I should get a lot of amens. <laughs> Amen, I need more. Here's a question I ask myself, a question I ask you. Does your life have power, boldness, and confidence? Listen to me, church. Does your life have power, boldness, and confidence? Ask this question. Does my church have power, boldness, and confidence? Does my church? The majority of people do not read their Bible. And that's not a slam to people. It's just honest truth. The majority of people do not read their Bible. They just don't. They are taught or told their Bible. They are taught or told their Bible by whatever religious institution they grow up under. That is just, if we can embrace one truth in America, that's it. 
People say, man, I go on mission trips and I see things on mission trips I just don't see in America. What's the difference? All they got is God. All they got is Jesus. All they got is the Holy Spirit. That's all they got. They're tearing out pages of Bibles they found on the street and they're hugging them and they're embracing them and they're keeping them in their pocket. We got 19 Bibles in our house and we don't read them in any of them. We go let a man tell us what's in a Bible or institution we grew up under. And we wonder why we don't have any power, any boldness, and any confidence in our lives. You see, that was me. I grew up in a wonderful Baptist church, incredible Baptist church. Loved my Baptist church. First Baptist church, Athens, Texas. Had two pastors when I was there as a kid. All right, Curtis Mathis, TV guy? No. Remember TVs made by Curtis Mathis? That wasn't him, okay? He left. Guess who my pastor came? James Bond. First Sunday, he shot everybody with a water gun. All right? That's a promise. Yeah, that was his real name. All right? I loved my Baptist church. I loved my Sunday school. I loved, I loved everything about the Baptist church. Okay? Loved it. You can't get more Baptist than Jeff Ponder. All right? Grew up in a Baptist church. Went and played baseball at a Baptist college, right? a Baptist university. I pitched there. All right? Then served at five Baptist churches as youth guys, as a youth pastor. Baptist, 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 okay? I used to get questions from kids sometimes. And I wouldn't even check scripture about the questions. I would reject them based on what I was taught in the religious institution I grew up under. Mm, I'm just being so honest with you right now. I did. I shot down 16, 17-year-old kids that asked questions related to the Bible. And I didn't look it up and, and see what the Bible might say about it. I just basically told them what I grew up under. You say, shame on you. Shame on me. So here's the question. If you're going to start right, what does the Bible say about the Holy Spirit? You ever wondered? One of the most divisive things out there is the subject of the Holy Spirit. Doing more damage than Satan could. He's taken that one thing and he is wrecking people, man. Dividing churches, dividing staffs, dividing houses, dividing marriages. He's just wearing people out. So I just want to look and see what would happen if the church started right. Went back and started out of the Bible. See what the Holy Spirit is said in the Bible. What, what's the Bible say about the Holy Spirit? Not a religious entity that I grew up in or was taught in or what I think or my opinion or what's popular. Just see what the Bible says. That's it. That's, that's all I want to do. One of the greatest gifts God gave man was choice. It comes with the greatest responsibility. So as I said earlier, the word of God is what the church stands on, what the word of God must stand on moving forward. If, if God was gonna write a letter to the American church, what he would say is, I'm writing this letter to the church. Stand on my word. Do my word. Preach my word. Speak my word. Live my word. Do my word. Do my word. That's what he would say. So I wanna look at the Holy Spirit based on the Word of God. Here's the first reference of the Holy Spirit in the Word of God. The first point I want to look at, okay, all right, about the Word of God is about the baptism by the Holy Spirit, all right? 
Now, if you need to put a seatbelt on right now, go ahead and do that, okay? That's, a, that's an interesting way to say something. Some of you are getting a little nervous, but I wanna walk you through it because it's just a Bible and it's gonna relax you before we get to the end, okay? Baptism by the Holy Spirit, okay? So I want you to see it. Go to your Bible. I'm just gonna simply show it to you in Scripture. Go to your Bible. 1 Corinthians, gotta, gotta like 1 Corinthians. Paul wrote, he's a nice guy, all right? 1 Corinthians 12, 13. 12, 13. Some of you have read this a hundred times, but you read too fast. You think you already know it, and you just pass right by. I want you to see this. 1 Corinthians 12, 13. For we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, we were all given the one spirit to drink. Listen to me. We were all baptized by one spirit in the one body. We were all baptized by one spirit in the one body. Anybody's Bible say anything different than that? One spirit in the one body. Now, I need you to do me a favor. Do a little grammar here. I need you to find the preposition by, B-Y. Find it in your Bible. You got it? By refers to an agent or a person. It refers to the one doing the doing. Who is the one doing the doing? One spirit. What's the name of the one spirit? Holy Spirit. All right. The Holy Spirit right here. The Holy Spirit is baptizing us, we, into one body. Whose body? Christ Jesus. If Listen, if you're not in Christ, you're not saved. All right? He's baptizing us. When you get born again, when you give your life to Christ, he is baptizing you into one body. The Holy Spirit's doing that. Apart from me, John says, you can do nothing. I am the vine, you're the branches. You're not connected by duct tape, super glue, nothing. You're connected by the Holy Spirit of God baptizing you in the Christ Jesus, that body. That's it. We become the body of Christ now, okay? So who's doing the doing in this verse? The Holy Spirit's doing it. When you get saved, born again, the Holy Spirit drew you wooed you, convicted you, John 6, 4, 6, 44. No one gets saved unless the Holy Spirit draws them, correct? So the Holy Spirit draws us, okay? We didn't, we didn't initiate it, he did it, all right? I want you to go to your Bible, John chapter three. I want you to see John three. Go back a little bit. Good dude named Nicodemus. Verses five through seven, look at John three, five through seven real quick. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and a spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh. Spirit gives birth to spirit. But you should not be surprised by what I am saying. So what he's saying is, I'm looking at a whole bunch of people in water birth. All right? I can see that in my physical eyes. Spirit birth mm, comes with spirit eyes. I can't see it. But when you're saved and born again, the Spirit of God lives inside of you. Do you understand? That he, you are baptized by the Holy Spirit into Christ Jesus, okay? So when you're born, your body is alive, 
obviously. Your soul's alive, your mind, will, and emotions. So we have no problem with that. But we are what? Three people. We are spirit, soul, and body. My spirit is not alive on my water birth. Make sense? My body and soul are, but my spirit's not. What has to happen for me to wake up my spirit? I have to be baptized into Jesus, and because he's the risen king, I raised from the dead, and I'm a living creature now. I am born again, resurrected. I'm living. I'm Easter. Amen? So I become alive. My spirit man becomes alive. I am not alive apart from Jesus. I'm not alive apart from Jesus. I'm dead man walking. Dead man walking. That's what I am. You look at people sometimes and go, how can they do that? They're dead. They're dead. They don't know. If you're dead, your brain's dead. That means nothing thinking. Why'd they go there? Because they can't see. Their eyes are dead too because they're dead. All right? They do bad things because they're dead. They walk in darkness. They do not know the light. Your spirit is dead. The Holy Spirit, when you get saved, when, when the Holy Spirit baptizes you into Jesus, that, then you become alive in Christ. Okay? You become alive. So when you go to Ephesians, we've got a lot of scripture to look at. I'm going to go fast. Ephesians chapter 2. I want you to see what the Bible says, not what I say. All right? Ephesians chapter 2, look at verse 4. Ephesians 2, 4. But because of his great love for us, whose great love? His great love. God's. God, who is rich in mercy. Verse 5, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved, and God raised us up with Christ, seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Who put us there? Jesus put us there. All right? The Holy Spirit saved us and seated us there. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, look just below it. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. It is not of yourselves. Uh-oh, it's not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so no man may boast. No man may boast. I am birthed into a body, one body. That's the body of Christ. I'm birthed into the family of God. I did not initiate that. I didn't do anything with that. God, by the Holy Spirit, drew me, wooed me, convicted me, and said, the price I pay was for you. Receive me, and you'll be born again. He did it all. He did every bit of that. First, uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. All right? So first, the first reference of the Holy Spirit that we see, the Holy Spirit first in the Bible is the Holy Spirit baptizes us into Jesus. See, we don't even talk like that. I grew up Baptist. You didn't hardly ever say the word Holy Spirit. Sure not going to lead off with the Holy Spirit baptized me into Jesus. That would freak them out. But I'm sorry, that's what happened in the Bible. That's what they did. That's what, we, that's what happens to us. Just because we can't explain that thing doesn't mean it didn't happen. When I got saved, what really happened to me was the Holy Spirit drew me. Then he baptized me in the one body by one flesh, by one spirit in Jesus. I was baptized in Jesus. That became what? He became my life that lives through me. Okay, I'm alive because of Jesus. Here's what we say a lot. All right? We say, I walked an aisle. I prayed a prayer. I got saved. I, I, 
I wonder if we didn't just start wrong as a church. We know it's not by work, so no man may boast. We know that. But see, I don't ever hear that the Holy Spirit did it. I always hear that I did it. So why is this so important? <laughs> well, first it's important because I think it's important to line ourselves up with the Bible and talk like the Bible. I didn't save myself. I didn't even draw myself. The Holy Spirit did. I didn't baptize myself into Jesus. The Holy Spirit did. He did all that. I didn't do that. Why do we need to say it this way? <laughs> well, it, it's like I said earlier, I think it's good that the church talks like the Bible. Because if the church can talk like the Bible, then it gives an identification that it aligned themselves with Scripture. It, it leads people to understand the Bible. See, here's my burden is, I think sometimes the church starts off wrong. I know that I prayed a prayer, and I know I gave my life to Jesus, and I know I'm born again. But I did not do a thing. The Holy Spirit did everything. So if I think I did it, I'm going to grow up and try to live my eye life in my flesh. I'm going to live in my power, in my confidence, in my boldness, and I'm going to try to do it. Why? I'm just going to press on and press on. I'm not going to rely back on what? The Holy Spirit, because I wasn't taught that the Holy Spirit did it in me. But see, when you understand that the Holy Spirit, it all began with the Holy Spirit, you won't outrun the Holy Spirit. It's not by my might, by my power, by my strength. No, but by the strength of the Lord, the Holy Spirit living inside of me. See, I think a lot of the church teaches wrong, man. I, I realize that boys and girls come down an aisle and pray a prayer and get saved. But, but it's not I. It's the Holy Spirit that did that. The middle letter of sin is I. That's why the devil doesn't have to work very hard because he's convinced us that it's all about us doing it. We got to try harder. We got to do more. We got to do this. We got to do that. We can get through it. Why are Christian marriages look like the world's marriages all ending in divorce? You're taking a whooping. Why the same number of people inside the church hooked on porn is outside the church? Maybe because I is in the way. Maybe because you've been taught it's I that did this. You didn't do it. The Holy Spirit did it. The Holy Spirit did it, man. And I know it's hard to say, but the Holy Spirit baptized me into Jesus and I'm nothing without the Holy Spirit. And if it started with the Holy Spirit, I got to track with the Holy Spirit. See, a lot of people are messed up because it starts with I and then later they struggle about 45 years old and they go, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Man, you need to get introduced to the Holy Spirit. Introduce the Holy Spirit. What's wrong with you? I got saved when I was 10 years old. It started with the Holy Spirit, but they didn't teach it that way. Nobody in my Baptist church came up to me and said, Jeff, congratulations on making Jesus your Savior and Lord. The Holy Spirit did that, son. Do you realize that? The Holy Spirit pricked your heart. The Holy Spirit wooed you. The Holy Spirit said, cry out to God, he'll save you. The Holy Spirit showed you the cross and said that was for you. The Holy Spirit is what baptized you into Jesus, makes you one flesh with Jesus. It makes you one body with Christ. He's coming back to get the church. If you are in Christ, you're born again. You're going with him. Well, how did I get to be in Christ? By something I did? No. By me walking an aisle? No. By me saying a prayer? Not necessarily. The Holy Spirit did all the deal. He did it all. 
bottom line is, I didn't get myself to Jesus. In America, we're so, good gosh, man. Why do you go on mission trips and see stuff you don't see here? And I see people get saved in the nastiest stuff and they dance and sing and worship. They walk two miles to get to church and they stay four hours and they don't ever complain. Why do I see stuff like that? It's all they got is Jesus, man. We go back home, $400,000 house, seven TVs, more food not eaten than what most people have in a year. Open our pantry and say, Mom, we don't have nothing to eat. Lord, help. There's stuff on every cabinet. Every shelf. We get in heated cars, listen to Christian music, order coffee for seven bucks and drive off like we've done something. Sometimes we get saved and we don't do anything different. Why? Because it didn't cost us what? I think we made this thing too easy, too soft. We believe too soft. And when the world pushes on us, we just melt like wet pretzels and give up. Cave in. Where's the fight in the church, man? The world looks at us and says, what's so different about y'all? Get up when it's icy and drive to church and sing and lift hands. I don't see any different than you on Tuesday afternoon. I drink beer with you on Friday. What's the big deal? I'm just saying, I'm not picking on anybody. I'm just saying, I didn't do this thing. The Holy Spirit baptized me in Jesus according to Scripture. Second Corinthians, I mean, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 13 is in the Bible. It's just in the Bible. It simply says we were all baptized by what? One spirit into what? One body. That's it. Then who did that? I do that? No. Holy Spirit did that. I got to go quick. Whew, point two, and I, it's a fast point, I promise. So Jesus baptizes us. I mean, the Holy Spirit baptizes us in Jesus. So the Holy Spirit initiates everything, right? So the Holy Spirit says this. Now it's time to follow the Lord in believer's baptism. Okay. So you're going to go get water baptized. Okay. You're going to see death, burial, and raised to new life all at one time. You're going to get to see the tomb and Easter all at the same time. Why do we love baptism so much? Because it's Easter every day. Every time we see baptism, it's Easter. He was dead. He was buried. He raised and walk a new life. See it every time. I want you to see baptism in the Bible, okay? Real fast. Go to Matthew chapter three. I promise I'm gonna wrap it quick, all right? Matthew chapter three, look at 16 and 17. People say, why do we do baptism the way we do it? Other people do it other ways. We do it this way because it's in the Bible. That's, I, I don't have another answer, all right? We just do it like Jesus did it, Okay. Baptism, outward sign of an evidence of an inward change, okay? Look at Matthew chapter three, verse 16. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. Pretty simple, right? Gotta go into something to come out of something, amen? And at the moment heaven opened, he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove, lighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son who I love. With him, I am well pleased. With him, I am well pleased. You're, you're alive in Christ. You come to Christ because the Holy Spirit wows you, woos you, and draws you. You give your life to Christ. You are born again. He takes your spirit, man, breathes life inside of you, okay? He baptizes you into Jesus in the one body, okay? You are now alive just like Jesus was, okay? Now the Holy Spirit initiated that. The Holy Spirit baptized you into Jesus. The Holy Spirit says, now you need to get baptized according to the scripture, 
You know what you say when you do it that way? Yes, 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 yes. But I got people that have given their lives to Christ who argue to God about baptism or who say, I'm not ready yet. I'm sorry, I not ready? I didn't initiate this. I didn't start this. I didn't get saved by I. I got saved by the Holy Spirit baptizing me into Jesus. You don't get a vote no more, dude. If you start with the Holy Spirit, you're gonna obey the Holy Spirit all the way. If you think you did it, you're gonna call the shots all the way. The Holy Spirit did all the work. The Holy Spirit says, follow the Lord and believe his baptism. Jesus went into the water, death, raised to walk, a new life. When we do baptism by water, we absolutely have Easter every day. Every single time you see baptism, you see, you, you see Easter, okay? What I'm saying is this. It began first with the Holy Spirit baptizing us into Jesus. That is salvation. I know we say it differently. I said it differently all my life. Why? Because I was so absolute nervous to say anything about the Holy Spirit. I never told a friend of mine, hey, you know what happened to me? The Holy Spirit baptized me into Jesus. Will it? he freak out when you say it like that. But according to Scripture, that's exactly what happened. Why don't we talk like the Bible so that people might see the Bible who never read the Bible? If we don't sound like the Bible and we know people aren't reading the Bible, when are they going to get the Bible? Is your life lined up with the Bible? What happened to your salvation is simply this. I didn't do anything. The Holy Spirit did everything. It drew you, it wooed you, it convicted you, and it baptized you into Jesus. Now you are born again. Now you're a part of the body of Christ. Now you are in Christ, okay? And now, because it started with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit says, now we wanna follow Jesus' example and be water baptized. Why do we get water baptized? We get immersed in the water. Why? Because Jesus did. Oh, simple enough. If Jesus did, I'll do it. Because I was baptized into Jesus, then I wanna be like Jesus. So we follow the Lord and believe his baptism. Maybe you're here today. You wanna start right? Maybe you never, ever, ever let the Holy Spirit draw you to Christ, okay? Revelation 3.20 says, Jesus stands at the door and he knocks. If anyone will open the door, he will come in and he will what? Sup with you, okay? Maybe he wants right now a relationship with you. There's nothing more powerful than aligning yourself with scripture. Nothing more powerful than being born again. That's what he told Nicodemus. Okay, has there ever been a moment in your life that the Holy Spirit has baptized you into Christ Jesus? Are you in Christ? If the east sky did rip and he did come back, would he take you? Well, I'm sitting in church. Oh, he's gonna leave a lot of people sitting in church, my friend. It's gonna be pretty scary for a lot of families when people leave the church going back with Jesus and some people in church stay in church would he take you maybe you are born again maybe you have been baptized into Christ Jesus maybe you are a part of, of Christ uh, in Christ but has there been a moment in your life that you've been water baptized immersed in the water just like Jesus did believers baptism following his example I encourage you to do that you can come to any of our pastors we can make that happen for you, okay? The best thing you can do is be the Bible. 
align yourself with the Bible, okay? I'm gonna invite you to stay in church. Acts 10, 38. It's a beautiful text. It says, God anointed or God filled Jesus with the Holy Spirit. And he went about with power and doing incredible works. If Jesus needed the Holy Spirit, you and I need the Holy Spirit, amen. We just do. Don't, don't be worried about how you grew up and the things you were taught. Just go to the Bible and align yourself with the Word of God, okay? First Corinthians, just align it with that that you have been born again, you've been baptized into Jesus, and then you follow Jesus in his example in water baptism. Line yourself up, start right. If you'll start right, the power will follow you, right? As I pray, I want you to respond to God in whatever facet that is, you know what that is. You know what the Holy Spirit has said to you. So I'm gonna pray over us and as we worship, you respond. Father, we love you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy and your grace. We thank you, Father, that you initiated everything in our life. The Holy Spirit did everything. The Holy Spirit did it all. He's the one that spoke our names. He's the one that wooed us. He's the one that drew us. And God, I pray that we as a church line ourselves up with the Word of God with what the Holy Spirit, what the Word teaches about the Holy Spirit, God, for the power will flow from there. God, I thank you for your goodness. Holy Spirit, do what you need to do and may people respond the way they need to respond for your glory in Christ's name. Amen, amen. Hey, thanks for joining us today here at the Church at Bushland Online. Hey, if you were inspired by today's message, we'd love to hear from you. Just drop a message in the comments or you could email us at info at bushland.com. We'd love to hear what God's doing in your life. Also, man, if there's anything we could agree for in prayer with you guys, just text the word PRAY to 806-557-1800. We believe there's power in agreement um, with the Lord. And so um, if we could pray for you, just do that for us. Um, and if you'd like to connect further with us through social media, uh, just search the church at Bushland. You can find out more things that are coming up here um, and get involved that way. And then if you'd like to plan a visit, uh, we'd love to see you face-to-face. -face. We have services here, 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m. every Sunday. You can go to our website, thechurchatbushland.com, and plan that visit, and we look forward to meeting you that way. Finally, man, just thanks again for joining us. Pray your faith was encouraged, and we look forward to journeying with you in the days ahead. So have a blessed day.